The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Welcome back. Syracuse Sputters in the final 90 seconds against North Carolina, and they are handed their third loss of the season. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And Syracuse will travel to Pittsburgh this Saturday at noon to redeem themselves from the 63-60 loss to the Panthers last week. Was it last week? Yes, it was. It was exactly a week ago. Yes. Today. So, a little bit of football news quickly. Joe, Nikeem Johnson, he was picked up in the transfer portal by Kent State. So we wish yes. him luck there. Syracuse tie. Yeah, Sean Lewis, uh, offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator uh, for uh, Eric Dungy's senior year, the year that we won 10 games, went to the bowl game one against West Virginia. So uh, after that year, he got a head coaching job at Kent State. Uh, hasn't been doing a bad job and uh, obviously familiar face. So it makes sense. Yeah, that's a, probably an easy choice for the both of them. So, well, yeah, I mean, if you I don't know how many people paid attention to it, and I know the Mac didn't play that many games, uh, but that offense put up a lot of points and numbers. So okay. it really, really kind of makes sense as to why he's going there. We'll get into the good, bad and the ugly. But first, uh, coach, after the loss to UNC last night. They did an unbelievable job tonight. Uh, they had a 10-point lead on us a couple times, and we just fought our way back and made really good plays. Buddy got to go in the first half. Q got to go in the second half. You know, our offense was was good enough. We missed some open threes at the end when it was even. I think uh, Q had one, and, uh, and then uh, Allen had one wide open. Um, they could have got us back in the lead. But, you know, they're just too big for us inside. They, we did try to get back, and, and we did a pretty good job. We forced them into shots, but then they got the ball back. You know, it was offensive rebounding, points inside. Um, you know, they're a big team. They're difficult for us. And we have to play almost a, a perfect. Jim, uh, tonight, obviously, Barama was not able He's to not He's not playing. He's not playing. He cannot play. How, how he cannot play. He? he cannot play. I'm not a doctor. All I can tell you, he cannot play. Well, he's just did an unbelievable job on the boards and defensively blocking shots, uh, making defensive plays. Um, you know, he's uh, that's where you know Allen has to get back in there and help us a little bit more. Um, Marek has got to be able to grab a couple of those rebounds. 
But, uh, you know, Quincy was tremendous. He got to the basket uh, against really good big guys, finished against really good big guys. But, uh, you know, we just have got to be able to help him down in the, around the basket area. We don't have a plan. We don't have anybody that can play that position. Frank's out for at least two more weeks. Um, we're trying to develop Jesse in practice. A bowl is too small. He's, he, he can't get it done out there. We're still working with Jesse every day. Uh, we're hoping that he can uh, give us some minutes in there, but he's really the only alternative right now. All right, the coach montage is brought to us by the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia for Armchair Media. That is Bet Online. Hockey's back. So look, you know what to do. Can you get the hockey game? Maybe you can get the hockey game. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Yeah. But if you can, go. And if you can't, go to Bet Online. And if you can, go to Bet Online and go. Go there. Uh, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to betonline.net today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right, the good, the bad, the ugly. Good. First, Quincy. Uh, you heard Coach. He displayed his dominance again. 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 blocks. Buddy Beheim with 18 first-half points to delete a 10-point de- deficit before the half. Unfortunately, he wouldn't continue to score in the second, but that would be it for him, but still good. Syracuse shot 47% from the floor as a team and went 10 for 29 from 3. Not bad. That's pretty good. The bad, self, 7 self-inflicted turnovers for the Orange, 14 total, 16 team fouls for Syracuse, resulting in 18 for 23 from the line for UNC. Garrier would eventually foul out. Marek had early foul trouble with two very early in the game, like back-to-back, like two minutes into the damn thing. Uh, He had to sit for a little bit uh, bad. The ugly, I think it's all, it's clear. Without Brahma Sidibe, uh, I'm afraid it's going to be like Groundhog Day uh, in, in ACC play right now until they get something figured out. Uh, there's one strategy for opponents, and that's battle down in the low posts, and we're going to see it time and time again. UNC, obviously one of the bigger teams, but uh, the Orange was still negative 17 on the glass. They gave up 42 points in the paint, uh, including 24 second-chance points. This, unfortunately, will continue for the foreseeable future. As Barama's absence, as you heard Coach say, it seems to be indefinite, so we don't really know uh, when or if he's coming back. But we went from hopeful after the... Um, what was it? Last game. Georgetown game. Sorry. After mm-hmm. the Georgetown game, we went from hopeful to he can't play. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, Joe, I, I, I really have to hand <laughs> it to this team, though, last night. When you look at everything on paper and, you know, they kept it as close as they did despite the stat sheet. Uh, I thought the offense played good enough to win, in my opinion, even without Sadibi, But... Uh, without him, we're just um, we're outmatched down low, especially against UNC. It was it was yep. ugly, and I'm surprised they didn't do more of it. They actually got away from it for a little while. Yeah, well, that's one of the biggest teams uh, that you're gonna have those kind of problems with. Not every ACC team's that big, uh, so 
we talked about it in the preview. We kind of knew it was coming. Uh, I didn't know that it was going to be. Uh, obviously, when you see it, you're like, ah, right? But uh, you, you hit on it, man. The second chance points, the points in the paint. Um, just the fact that, yeah, we can shoot, what, 47% from the line or from the you floor. Know, yeah, from the field. Floor. But um, when the other team gets 13 more shots than you, well, they had six. They had no, had. They got five rebounds in a row at one point, and yeah. had six chances to score. UNC and did not. Mm-hmm. Syracuse right. got three offensive rebounds in a row, had four chances to score, and did not. So, right. I mean, yeah. So those those are some situations where there's some padding of stats where nothing really happened. So I right. can understand that. But right. again, twenty four second chance points on top of the. What, 24 offensive rebounds, still got out-rebounded by 17. They shot off 11 more free throws than us and yep. scored nine more points from the free throw line than we did. And uh, I think, yeah, we turned it over more than them by three. So uh, the fact that we were even in that game, to me, <laughs> when I, I really look back at the, at the stats and the box score, you know, and, and again, like, these, this is – if there's a game – in the ACC, uh, that you're going to miss a true center is going to be this one. Uh, you know, there's some good big guys on some of the teams, uh, but usually they're not this deep and you can get them in foul trouble or they're going to have to sit um, to rest and stuff like that. So you'll have some moments where you won't have to worry about this. But uh, we saw it coming. And again, um, kudos for the team and fighting the way that they did. And, and obviously, I'm excited because, I mean, if they're fighting and and coming this close with this type of uh, discrepancy in, in a certain situation or in a position, um, then just imagine what it's going to be like when CDB does come back and uh, we can figure it all out. So, Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that was the big difference. But, you know, Buddy and the rest of the offense, I feel like Quincy took over in the second half, Buddy getting a little extra attention. And, I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you watch, you're watching that game – and it was we were down by one with a minute forty three to play, and it just like I said, the last ninety seconds is what did it. We just sputtered in, and and we just too many mistakes, missed shots. The opportunities were yeah. there, but the shots didn't fall. Though I mean, well, if some butts are candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Q missed a three. I mean, you're talking go and take an elite. Um, you know, yeah. unfortunately, it's just like that. I mean, it's it. Pretty much. Yeah, you talked about this the self-inflicting turnovers where it was kind of just on us. Yeah. Uh, and still, there are things that we can do offensively to even be able to combat this type of deficiency and actually win these type of games. Uh, you still, again, like you said, down one or we were up at one point. Kadari Richmond, he throws it away. We have some open threes we miss. Uh, again, I still think a big thing is trying to get to the free throw line. You know, um, I think we just we throw away a lot of possessions with either quick jumpers or um, sloppy just passing. Just not moving the ball around. It, yeah, yeah, just sloppy passing. You know, just holding the ball. There was shot. it was was it Jesse Edwards? God, he looks so lost out there. Where he's just holding the ball, not moving or doing anything. Like a panic moment. Like you you're you're in there man you don't want the ball he did not want the ball no wonder yeah. his coach doesn't play him everybody's like oh we got other centers why don't we play him well guess what that's why we don't play that's him yeah i mean is that what you want to yeah. see i don't want to see that I, th- I thought that was that was a scary moment <laughs> and he turned the ball over yeah so yeah. um so, you I know mean, we got to clean it up but i mean we got to get to the free throw line more 
I alluded to it last oh, time. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I think it's been three games in a row now. So I think that, again, it's um, just settling for bad shots and waiting, not moving the ball around. You can see their offense. It's fluid when when they uh, – when they pass the ball around, when everyone's moving, they get some good. They get some good shots, and and the offense looks good, really good at sometimes. And but, I, um, I thought the defense looked really good. It was really active in the beginning of the game. Everybody's footwork was going. Yeah. Every, everything looked really yeah. active and good. And and obviously we were tied forty to forty at the half. A lot to do with Buddy's shooting, but still, mm-hmm. it was they knew what they needed to do. They just you can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, they just got, yeah, I think they got to, they got to run their offense through Gary. A. I think that coach is going to talk to, to him and obviously Dolzhai. I think Dolzhai has got to be more aggressive. There's some times where I thought he gave up some, if he attacked the basket, like he wanted to score, um, then he had he an open look scores. He would have scored easily. Yeah. He had an open uh, look for, and, for a layup and kicked it out to, uh, Griffin who missed the three. Right. Right, and again, he would have easily been able to get that layup. And even looking at Quincy, Quincy shot nine of eighteen from the floor, one of six from three. Like this is something that Jim's just got a pound in his head. He was going against guys bigger than him, you know, fringe NBA guys, uh, big guys. And you're talking about he went. If you take away the three points, the three point shots that he took, he went eight of twelve. From the line, yeah, two we, pointers. As a team, we went which 18, is going in eighteen and, for thirty-one from two. Right, which is good, but I yeah, mean, personally, excellent. eight of twelve. He that's he got sixteen of his points. It's fifty-eight percent down as a low team. against those yeah. type of guys, right? Yeah. So, imagine if he would have kind of taken maybe half of the three pointers and maybe tried to do something else. Uh, there's a lot of different things that you can look at, but that's kind of that's to me that's your go-to guy. If you need a bucket, you get it to him. You try to get him down low and make something happen. And but Mark's got to be a lot more greedy on the offensive end. Um, yeah, he does. With the when he has the ball, when he has opportunities, Mark's not bad from the line. Um, uh, like a check and see what he's shooting on the year. But Gary A, you know, he got to the line a couple of times. He's he's good from the line too. He needs to do more. Four for five for him. Yeah. Well, and, that's the thing. We're a good we're a good free throw shooting team. We should be able to take advantage of that. I mean, there was even this. There was a one point. I think in the second half where Joe Girard got the ball in the corner and got um, sharp, I think, up in the air on a pump fake three. And it's like all he had to do was just jump into him, and it's a free three-point free throw, and he didn't. And it's just like those are the little things that they have to realize. I mean, I saw it a little bit. Joe got fouled a little bit dribbling, driving, trying to use North Carolina's defense aggressive, like their aggressive defense against them, but – it wasn't enough, and uh, we just again need to take advantage of the fact that we're a good three, uh, free throw shooting team. And yeah, Mark's try 80, to get to the line a little bit more. Mark and Joe are both eighty four percent, and we'll talk about that more getting into the pick game. Now it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I'll ask for your thoughts. You leave them. We go there. We look at them. We pick some at random, and we bring them here, and we talk about them. So let's do let's do Twitter first, and we'll do Facebook, and then we'll see if we got um, 
go back to the 2021 predictions. Knock a couple of those out real quick. At K Nabiwaniak, despite the terrible rebounding disadvantage, we still had a chance at the end until uh, Jim Beheim swapped out Richmond for Gerard. JG3 is not an ACC level talent and drove to the basket twice and stopped without attempting a layup. Go up strong, young man. You played football. Um, there was a couple times, Buddy did it too, man. Buddy did it too, where he'd get halfway in the lane and. You know, but he had some assists on that where he kicked it out and they were able to score on some of it. But yeah, I yeah. mean, we hit on it, Joe, last time, and we talked about how to be a little bit more, uh, not to be so squishy down there. Just go up and do it. You know, I mean, what's the worst thing yeah. that happen? You lose half a tooth. You know, no. come on, <laughs> tooth. I think that <laughs> no, there might be worse, but there's, teeth are replaceable, man. George Washington, George Washington had wooden teeth, bro. Okay, Mark's gonna have far better. Wool. <laughs> Mark's gonna have far better teeth than George Washington's. Okay, they're not gonna be wooden. I promise. At bleed sure. orange three, we need a true big man. Simple as that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we can look at what we've got, and you know, you can say, well, we've got these other big men in here. You know, why did we recruit them if? If they're not playing, and I mean that's that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Some of them are too young and they're just not mature enough to be out there. The game's moving way too fast for some of those guys down low, and they're small. All of them are small. So I don't know. Mm. I mean, they're they're not big guys. Not having Sadibi is yeah. a problem. We knew it was going to be a problem. We knew these guys weren't Frank. I guess you know he's looking at a couple more weeks before he can come back. And he's basically he's basically Mark's backup right now. Uh, that's the best we've got, and he's not in. He's not able to play. So anyway, right. uh, let's see. Mark's and he two. He's technically be a high school senior this year. That's true. I mean, he reclassified. That's, so I mean, that's right. That's a situation where not everybody's recruited for showing up the first year and coming in and, and helping. So. Uh, yeah, thirteen scholarships is deep, and a lot of times, you know. You want to recruit for somebody who, as far as potential, where they might not have the goods to come in and help you right away, but two years of coaching and you know bigger, faster, stronger, and a strength and conditioning program at a D one level, he could turn into something. And uh, that's all about I don't know development. If that's where we're going with it, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all in development. Yeah, but not everybody's built to come in and just help right away. And I understand frustration, but. You know, our recruiting obviously is good in other areas. It's just I understand where they're coming from as far as the center position. I do, too. And we looked at these guys and we looked at the frame of a Jesse Edwards. And you're like, dude, this kid could be big when he hits the weight room. Look at this guy. And we just haven't seen it. Right. It just hasn't happened. Well, I think there's just there's there's fans that just look at us in as far as like kind of a upper echelon team where we shouldn't be able to have a problem. Being able to recruit a big man, I think, is the way that they look at it. Well, there's um, some. I think there's some truth to that. I do. Yeah, there was times in the past that we didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I mean, you really look at it like, I mean, Dewan Coleman, he was a high-rated player, even though he was a hometown kid. But Raheem Christmas was a high-rated player. Probably our Thad last. Mello was high high-rated yeah, player. Probably our last really good one was Christmas, right? I think we've. Tried to go rack our brains yeah. and go back and 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 think about that. I mean, one, Chuku, Chuku had moments. Yeah, he did. He developed Chuku a little bit. Chuku was good on defense. He did. 
Yeah, he wasn't That's bad. That's his thing. And my frustration injuries again. Offense, but his injuries again with the eye and right, the but this, you go back that, to I mean knees. when you really look at it. Right, but even when okay, remember those tough years where it was like we had Brissett and Chukwu and Battle and Howard and we were either not making the tournament or barely making the tournament and uh we it was, it was offense that was the problem. Uh we it was. were still a top yeah. top twenty defensive, defensive team and that's yeah. what kept us in games, right? And is it just ironic that like the, that was the last like Chuku. As soon as we lost Chuku, all of a sudden it's like our defense is just falling off because we did not have we have not been able to replace that position since it, him. Yeah, it I took, mean CDB came CDB came on the last year, but again took him a while. You know to about come his in. injuries and stuff, yeah. right? So yeah. the confidence of him being able to be available all all the time is is low. Uh, Mark's tooth burner on Twitter, starting center out against best front court in ACC. Joe Girard uh, confirmed sophomore slump. Would love to hit the transfer market for a new center, but this team has a ton of fight, and the rest of the season will be fun to watch regardless. Look, some optimism in there. I like that. I like that. Joe Girard still not consistent. I mean, I think we're all just waiting for that to be snapped. Buddy Beheim's got two good games he's strung together. And, um, you know, despite the second half, he still scored 18 points, despite not scoring in the second half, I should say. Um, So the transfer market, I mean, obviously, you know, that's not something that we're going to look at this year. The the problem is, is what are we going to do this year? What are we going to do against Pitt? (laughs) I mean, well, I think we know, right? I mean, we got Mark. That's that's it. So that's your answer. So coach says, oh, we don't have a plan. But we do. It's Mark. Until Frank comes back. Right. That's it. Well, and that's, again, we're going to have to develop certain things because, not going to lie to you, like we talked about as far as Griffin and coming into his own and stuff, uh, he's had some issues with some turnovers. I know that he's scored, and I know he's a good player. Uh, he's had flashes, but he's kind of the, uh, what, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde he type is. situation. And um, it's just uh, – we, we need to be able to, especially with tall teams or bigger teams, we need to be able to have those options to be able to bring in Braswell or Newton and still have the Garrier and, and Doljai if we're not going to be able to have a center available that's going to be able to compete. So uh, I, I don't really know what the answer is because obviously people behind closed doors know a little bit more about Sadibi. It just might be a situation where he just maybe had a setback or maybe it's just taken a little bit longer to – Make sure that he's good to go, so that we don't re-injure this thing. Yeah, let's and that's hope it's really the, what I want. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. I want. I don't care. Like I'm not gonna say I don't care about rushing him. Right? Like we talked about. Oh well, maybe there's hopes of us having Sadibi when we play North Carolina again. Well, then North Carolina got pushed up a little bit because of you know another situation with Clemson. So um, schedule is gonna be fluid. It's pretty obvious this year. So yeah, it's gonna uh, be a goal. we weren't gonna we weren't supposed to play him with him the first time, mm-hmm. and we didn't play him with him this time, and that's okay. Right. Uh, I think that we fought. I think that there's obviously better. We can get better on offense, and we can get better on defense. It's just, I think lineups and uh, you know, just it, everything obviously. But you have to. There's a lot of combinations to, though to use. There are some. That's good the whole co- thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you right. just got to keep like, adjusting. 
And it's weird, too, because like you said, he played four minutes. And by the time it seems like to me, like by the time he comes back, it's going to be like half the season. Yeah, most likely. I mean, right. If Where he, he even gets back into shape, if he even comes back, bro. Minutes. Right? If he, right. We don't even know. Because, At this point, I'm not very optimistic. After the whole, no, I mean based upon based upon Jim Bayheim's <laughs> comments, yeah, he he sets but my I mean, mood I for those types of things though. Like he, you, you, right? And I know the game. I get the game. I get that. But he was not happy. It was genuine. Just because I think frustration. Who, who asked the question? It was Mike Waters. <laughs> That's why, because he knows <laughs> what type of questions. I know. It might as well have been Stephen Bailey. I know, you know but exactly Mike, what they said. It was the same I feel like Mike's thing, a fair right? dude, so, you know. I feel like Mike doesn't always ask those questions. It's, dude, if it's, you know anything about Bayheim, he knows he does not want you to ask the chasing down the injury questions. Well, yeah, no, no, no one does. No coach does. They because he it. doesn't know. Because he he's not going to answer it I'm anyway, sure and they should Jim, know he's not going to answer it. But do you think Jim really stews about that stuff? It's not like we're talking about if like Carmelo Anthony had an injury. Like, it's like he leaves it up to the doctors, make sure you're 100%, and let me know. He probably shows up to practice. Hey, can Parama practice? No? Okay. That's it. Well, I He doesn't under, know yeah, anything. I know, but to, but I'm, my point is is that people who ask those questions know he, they're not going to get an answer. They know what oh, reaction they're going to get. At this point. Yes. Right, at this point. Yes. I think that's really what it is. I think really it's, it's the, the Beheim frustration of, like, you know who I am. You know I'm not going to answer it. You know yeah. how this goes, and you're still answering me, this, like asking, asking this question. Like yeah. it's got to be over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, way over. Long, Mike's been there forever, bro. Waters. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was so. there when I remember him in high school. I think he's been there forever. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, still seeing like how Jim plays his his cards. Like, yeah. would it be su- surprising to you at all if Sadibi? Actually played, played next week next against Pitt. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I'm. <laughs> but he does. He does set my optimism and pessimism on the whole thing. Like whatever you know, he's hopeful. I'm like, yes. What well, you and you, me and James in group text yesterday. I'm like, look, I'm hopeful. Jim said to, he's hopeful. I'm hopeful. Hopefully he'll dress and be ready. Maybe not start. And then here we are. You know. Jeff- I just feel like again, I'm not going to sit here and talk like I know coach, but it's like I feel like. Just his kind of vibe is like, hey, whoever we got, we're gonna go out and we're gonna play. Like, I don't well, care. Well, he's like, 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 like flat go. out said that during that press conference, D- right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, at baptized by fire seven. I think it's not seven. I think it's longer than that. But anyways, Dominic on Twitter. I have never seen a team give up almost thirty offensive boards and only lose by six. Quincy is a first round pick and took the game when the heels locked on Buddy after his monster first half. And I'm tired of Griffin's bipolar play. Sometimes he looks like an MVP and other times he looks like poop. So, yeah, when you you actually hit on that a, 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 a while back, how, you know, inconsistent he is sometimes, even though, like, he'll score a lot. But, like, last night he had six turnovers. You know, he scores 16 right. points. He's got six turnovers. Out of position on defense, he gives up wildly sometimes. Yes. And stuff like that. Yes. So, and again, I think he's. I don't. I would be willing to bet that if Barama never got hurt, then he would be obviously still. I think still coming off the bench and putting in twenty minutes, twenty-two possi- minutes. A game. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. 
with the, especially with the way Quincy's playing. But some, you know, and I mean, Mark, the way he played, I mean, he threw him back in there with a broken tooth. He made him play for another uh, 80 seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, that's how bad we need him in the middle. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, but we need him, even if Sadibi was there, he, we still need him. He's still that guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, yes. and that's like his, I said, it, when if, if he's in position, if, in his position, you know, it's even better. Right. And that's the worst part about this is that, like, if Barama doesn't come back and get back to full health or even full confidence as far as just how he was playing at the end of last year, like, you're never going to see exactly what this team could have been. Because, I, I mean, if you, you take Barama at the end of last year, come in, and you know you put Doljai and Gary on the sides, like, yesterday doesn't go the way that it did. That it did. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. Now you have we, to figure we don't lose out the guard position with all yeah. the other guys, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, no, yeah, we probably don't lose against Pitt either. Yeah, yeah, so no, I highly doubt it. All right, we will be right back after a word from Live CBD. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom, a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past— And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, one more thing. You guys know the deal. BetOnline, the title sponsor for Armchair Media and the Cuse Militia. You might not be able to get to game this year, but you can still get in on all of the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today, BetOnline.net. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Like I said, hockey's back. We got basketball. is starting to get into a rhythm now. This, let's, you know, college football's over, unfortunately, but you still got the NFL playoffs. Head over there, BetOnline.net. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet online. All right. We're back. Okay. Uh, Mahir, top fan on Facebook. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Mark has got to be more greedy. Pivotal point in the game. Q's leading 68 to 67. He dishes to Allen for a three instead of taking a wide open layup. Uh, love Buddy and what he did, but he's got to shoot some more in the in the second. Lots of positives to take away from this loss. We have a really solid team, and they are unselfish. Richmond adds a different look on D. 
and it slowed UNC down when they led 67 to 60. Let's go get Pitt. Yes. Okay. Bunch of stuff in there. Um, yeah. The, the I was way- hoping you were going to bring this up. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to let you go ahead no, and take it. I was just it. saying. Well, no, I was just saying because it was a very – he hit, I thought a very good comment, right? Yeah, it's very, very good. Think, hit all I, the points. I, when I read it, it was basically that. I think that's where I got when I brought up greedy. I wanted to bring it up and talk about it because I just agreed with this post so much because almost everything that he pretty much mentioned is how I kind of looked at the game. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's a good observation. Like all his I mean, points. All his points, I was pretty much right on board with. Um, so, and it's only going to get better. Yeah, I think so. Um, we, 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 we we talked ten day quarantine, huh? It's better than a as 10 long day... as we don't get quarantined again. Yeah, as long as yeah. Oh, I'm just saying yeah. it's going to get better. I mean, yeah. we just need to keep it going. It like needs you to, said. We need to. We need to keep this rhythm going. And as long as we don't get contact traced, is that should be the only way these kids get put in some kind of quarantine. If you're being responsible, right. Is from another team that we played. I think there was a little thing against, there was something that happened with Georgetown and you know, Syracuse didn't practice today, but today was their normal day off because they have to have that day. So that wasn't because of the Georgetown thing, but it was just because they had to take today off. Um, yeah. But, no, but, here we go. What? Conspiracy. Starting the rumors. No, I'm not starting the rumors. James put it on Twitter. He cleared it all up. So, um, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, Buddy. I mean, what Buddy did to close out that second half was phenomenal. I mean, you go in the locker room down by 8 or 10 and come out in the second I don't know if they ever can recover uh, from the way UNC started that second half going up by, what was it, like six to start. I mean, we called a quick timeout early in the second to uh, regroup. So um, yeah. you, you, you come out of the half down by eight or ten, and then you have them go on a six or eight point run. Now we're talking, you know, big time oh, yeah. deficit. So Dude, both teams were runs back and forth, back and forth, pretty much all game. Yeah, yeah, you know it, it was. And Syracuse was playing, doing a lot of the catch up. I think we led at the most. I think we led by six. I think. Yeah, I think so. Five. So anyway, uh, Robert, yeah. top fan on Facebook. Well, UNC scored forty-two points in the paint. We have a serious issue against true big men in this whole schedule thing. Play Georgetown Saturday night, take Sunday off, fly to North Carolina Monday to play today, and you, this was last night, and you thought it was going to be Clemson. This season is one of attrition. Yeah, this is, it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Um, I'm just glad that we get to play it. I'm sure the players are glad they get to play it, and I don't think they care where right. they got to go or who they got to play or what day it's on or what time of the day it is. They just want to play, right? Mm-hmm. But with that said, oh yeah, it's a disadvantage, but it's almost an equal disadvantage to anybody who has to travel, you know, because it's it, it, it's it's tough around the traveling. It's more tough on the traveling team now than it is when you have the set schedule, right? Is that's that's fair to say? Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's also fair to say that, I mean, unless it's a situation where you were game planning for somebody for a certain amount of time and then all of a sudden, oh, now the game, now it's switched. But we pretty much found out, what, the day of the Georgetown game? 
uh, the day next before, day. Yeah, so, yeah, something like, yeah, I think it was they the knew they day. were traveling anyway. So before they even got a chance, I mean, if, maybe the coaches, maybe the coaches who were looking ahead and looking at some tape and trying to look at the the teams. But either way, you're looking at the teams and you're paying attention to all of them throughout the year anyway. You just kind of that that week or that however many days you have to focus on that team. And it's Coach Mack's job, that. so That's mostly Coach Mack as far as the coaches go, do, scouting another team and, and coming up with that game plan. So that's got to be – it's tough on everybody. It's tough. So – uh, Jeff on Facebook, good effort. Not really, not but but really bullied on the boards. UNC shut down Buddy in the second half. Can't expect to give up forty plus points in the paint and win. And I know that's to to the point. I mean, if we would have pulled that game out, I don't know. You know, all of a sudden rebounding is a is a is a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal, right? If if they'd have won that game, going no. negative seventeen on the boards. I mean, you yeah, th- you th- but you're talking about they would have, they would have. Okay, so let's just say Syracuse hits a couple of the threes, wins, and they end up shooting fifty percent. Are you going to rely on them shooting fifty percent? No, no. I mean, that would have just been a hap- that would have just been a happening. It's oh just yeah. A matter of fact, that okay, okay, we just we we shot fifty percent and we beat this team that just had twenty four offensive rebounds and forty plus points in the paint and twenty four. Second chance points, and they out rebounded us by what 15, 16. It's, it's crazy though because they didn't shoot terribly either. UNC, I mean, they shot no, 40, they didn't shoot 40%. I was hoping that they were going to get get uh, tricked into shooting more, more threes, more threes yeah. than they were 20%, you know, but, I, but so they stuck 21. to their game plan. They're getting getting it to Brooks and getting it to the guys down. Oh, we got killed by Brooks about, and Baycott. So. Yeah, fifteen points and sixteen points respectively, uh, and twenty two rebounds between the two of them. They both had double doubles. Yeah, yep, they killed us. Absolutely killed us. And you know they did let them yeah. play a little bit last night, and you know I kind of like that. I, yeah, I, some I, of the calls. Yeah. <laughs> on the <laughs> on the rebounding. <laughs> I know when you're a foot taller than the next guy in front of you, when you're both going for a rebound, it seems very clear that it's not over the back. But some of these, I mean, were ridiculous. So, you know, they let him play for the most part. It wasn't terrible, but, you know. And even, like, the foul at the end when we hit the three and then we put the press on and Buddy barely touched the guy. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, that was, like, the sinking moment, too. You know, unfortunately, sending him to the line there on that. But it is what it is. Top fan, Jesse, on Facebook. It's frustrating uh, that we always have to have Buddy or Joe out there. Through 10 games, we've learned these two are inconsistent and bad on defense. But Jesse always banging on the guards, man. And we have we have mm. others that can play. Buddy had a great first half, but then didn't do uh, poop. Imagine a lineup consisting of, all right, tell me what you think about this lineup. Is yeah. gonna go go by the numbered spots. Uh, <laughs> Kadari at the one, Griffin or Woody at the two, uh, Braswell at the three, Quincy at the four, and Mark at the five. This this, this is the lineup without Sidibe. He said this is a super long, athletic, elite defensive lineup that can score without shooting threes. It's sad this team will never reach its full potential. We could probably be a top 10, 15 team if we adjusted. What do you think about that? I mean, I like that lineup for certain. It just depends, you know. I mean, you got to have Buddy or Joe again, out there, though. Obviously, it's a situational thing, and and then I I know that people talk about oh they're not ACC level or D one level. You know, I just I don't believe that they're both high level shooters, 
and Buddy can kind of create his shot a little bit better because he's six five, right? So, but I think Gerard's got a little bit better handle, but that's what hurts him on defense because he's a little bit shorter, and that's kind of where Buddy's a little bit better. So, I don't necessarily think that his starting five would be the best starting lineup. I just don't think there's a way you don't start Buddy. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Not, I think Buddy has to start. Buddy or Joe's got to be out there, but, I feel like. Uh, I don't know if it's a Buddy or Joe situation. Buddy. I just think okay, that Buddy, Buddy. All right, well, whatever. I think Buddy's I, – I think we saw it this past game where he hit two threes in a row and then came in and had another jumper. Like, he is – I know Joe scored all those points and everything, but he's a, an elite shooter. That's just – it is what it is. He can get hot and he can just hit – and even when he was missing them, they were in and out. They were rolling out. They weren't. It wasn't f- far away from going in. So, um, I do believe though that we can definitely put a starting lineup out there that could be better defensively. Absolutely, but that's where you kind of have to balance out your starting lineups because if we were to take this team and put out the best defensive lineup, I f- I feel like most people would kind of get a little bit of realization and find that we would have a very, very tough time scoring. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do one 2021 prediction at D Radzitz on Twitter. He says, uh, buy, sell, or hold, Joe. We're back in the dome for football season next fall. Bye. Okay. We've done this one, but we're going to reiterate. Uh, bye. Um, Syracuse football goes 9-3 and three and undefeated at home. Buy, sell, or hold. Sell. Sell. Okay. Well, well, let's hear your way too early prediction. We don't even have a schedule or nothing. Just shoot me something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a schedule. <laughs> you don't even so want to play very, the game. very, difficult. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, well, I'm going to go six and six. I said bowl game. I don't got a schedule, so that's fair enough. Okay, cool. All right. Um, okay, look. Syracuse is going to p- play Pitt for the fir- second time in a week and a half. Okay. And you know we had Yay. we hit yeah it's awesome it's it's I, it's a game I don't think we should have lost I think that this game is another for me dude it's a, it's a must win I think and it's it's another win that we need badly at this point uh, Syracuse currently sits 41st in the Kempom rankings and 43rd in the net after the loss to UNC the Panthers are 76th in Kempom rankings and 63rd in the net that makes this a quad one game for Syracuse on the road going to Pitt uh, side note Pitt will be again without Justin Chimpagny on Saturday so he still has that LCL issue he was dealing with. I think he had surgery. The all-time series now sits at 73-46 and 46 after the 63-60 loss one week ago today. The starting lineup was Gerard Beheim, Dolzai, Guerrier, and Griffin. Alan Griffin had 15 points in that loss. Beheim is 5-1 and one now against Jeff Capel since he's taken over Pitt. And look, this, here's the thing. The, this, this is the last game. The Orange only got to the line five times in that loss. Okay? That's... That's that's got to be more. Joe Girard needs to get to the line more. This kid's been to the line so far this year 19 times in 10 games. 19 times in 10 games. He shot 89% last year uh, total, and he was to the line all the time. Um, he, he's got to he's got to get there. He's a good free throw shooter. He's got to get there. He's shooting 84% this year, a little bit. 
you know, a little bit worse than last year, but he can pick it up. Joe and Buddy in that game were a combined six for 23 from the field, four for 18 from three. They totaled 16 points. Q got four shots off. He totaled five points against Pitt. Obviously, we're not going to see many games like that from Quincy. If Quincy is has a better game against Pitt and everything else still happens that was terrible in that game, we win. So this is a winnable yeah. game. Quincy's got to play better. If you get Joe or Buddy playing better and you grab some more boards, by the way, we were killed on the boards against Pitt, too. Yeah. 42 to 29. Uh, just, 49. What did I say? What? 40? It was 49 to 33. Oh, you got 33. I got ESPN totals 29. That's what it says here. Yeah, well. Okay. Well, yeah. 49-33, but they had 20 offensive rebounds. So again, that was kind of the same situation that we're looking Ken at Pound now. Ken has 33. Um, so what do you think, Joe? So, it was a bad game for Syracuse, bro, and we still almost won it. We led the whole game, and and they just blew it at the end. It was a bad game for Syracuse. It was terrible. They just have yeah. to play a little bit better somewhere. There's a lot of areas to improve. A lot. A lot, a lot. <laughs> yes. Like. Between Alan Griffin and Joe Girard and Buddy Beheim, they shot 7-27 from the three-point line. And the only thing that saved us to even being close to shooting 31-32% was Braswell's 4-5. for five. Yeah, that was Quincy's his game. Quincy's 1-for-2. That's right. So, uh, again, obviously Braswell, they play, every, they, they've all played against each other, so they're all going to kind of know a little bit about their matchups and things that they can do and get away with. Um, and we're obviously going to have to worry about the big guy there, Brown, that did some some things at the end of the game. Uh, and like you said, Gary doesn't fall out. Uh, we know what Braswell brings. And I know that what was it? Wasn't that the game that uh, Richmond barely played or was that Georgetown? Uh, no, it was both of those games. It was both of those games. Um, no, Richmond no, had Richmond 19, did, 19 minutes. Yeah, yeah, okay. He had 12 points, too. Yeah, it must have been. I mean, again, it's just it's just shooting better. Like you said, Buddy, 3 of 12. Gerard, 3 of 11. They, they did switch. Griffin, 6 of 16. They switched um, Richmond out when uh, – that was the coaching decision that we didn't understand towards mm. the end of that game. That's what that was. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we <laughs> talked about him being in at the end. So. Yeah. Uh, it's learning the team, people learning how like if people are hot or not, and obviously it's just it's crazy because we talked about it because again it's like a, a tale of two halves where or a tale of two games where you have what Gerard does nothing against Pittsburgh or just has a bad game and people just kill him right and then he comes back and has the game he has against Georgetown and we probably wouldn't have beat Georgetown if it wasn't for him right absolutely so, yeah. And then we turn around and have the game last night, what, and it's like, where, who's their? What's their big guy, Brown? What's he? What's he? What's he? Uh, size up? Because I remember size this team. Uh, I remember this team's 6, 10, not two thirty-five. This, this team's not very big. They think they had him, and I'm not really sure who else. They, but they're not very big as far as height goes. Height advantage. Uh, I mean, he's dude, got Kulabi six eight two fifteen. <laughs> okay, those are like the two tallest guys. Everybody else are guards. Well, Dole's got a couple inches on in him, first. but he's got a he's got about you know forty pounds on Dole, but uh, thirty five forty. Right. That one dude's got some weight on Dole, but Brown. Uh, but you know, this is a this is a game where that's 
shouldn't affect us as much, but you know, I on paper, I just feel like it shouldn't. And no one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ineffective offense. We wasted so many trips on oh, offense. Geez, That's terrible. really what it was. Just terrible. When I'm really, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the box score of Pittsburgh, and I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how we lost. <laughs> I mean, we got well, we, to we got to the line five times. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Hey, we shot eighty percent. Yeah, that's awesome. Four for five. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like we said, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but it's the truth. I think at this point, that's got to be part of your strategy is getting to the line. Good free throw shooting team. Got to get to the line. Not going to grab as many rebounds. This game may be a little bit different in that aspect. I think that they can close that gap up. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was um, by what was it? Ten, did we say? I don't understand mm-hmm. why ESPN, for big of an outfit as they are, Ken Palm, has the more reliable stats most of the time. Um, yeah, well, it's just it's just weird in this situation because, like, obvious. It really, honestly, just comes down to de- if you can play defense and you can just play a, a get in a good a good quality shot, like not just settle for like don't just take crap shots. Like if you can just do bro, that, then half bro. the time you're gonna be in the game. Most of the time you're gonna bro. be in the game. Yeah, I know. And that's what kills me with this is like watch, looking at this Pittsburgh. We just took so many bad shots, so many forced. Joe, Joe I mean, how took many a lot Gerard, of bad Gerard shots. Threes. There's a couple of people that took a couple of bad shots. There was, but, but Joe was the glaring was the glaring one in this game. I just remember just being right, really freaking frustrated with him. This was the game two for eight from three. But buddy, but I, you know, you I was so frustrated with Joe until I looked at the actual box score and I was like, oh damn, buddy was two for ten. I had no idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, the problem with three. that is, is that Buddy missed a bunch that were open and kind of he mean just missed like in and out, just like this last game. Joe was hucking up forty footers. Yeah, I know. And just quick shots. And I, I don't want to say waste of offensive possession because obviously sometimes he can hit them. You know. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe is going to be the ultimate. What do you do? Yes, it went in. Yeah, it's the one where like you cringe when he throws be, it up, but if it goes, you're like, hell yes, awesome. Get ready for it. Yeah, for the next two and a half years, three years, like that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy because sometimes he makes them, and it's like, damn. Yeah. And then other times, you know, sometimes he's what he is in Georgetown, and other times he is what he is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Georgetown not a bad game. It's mediocre. He can do better though. Um, so anyways, we'll, we'll see. I look for, for, for Syracuse to get redemption. It's tough to beat a team twice. And I just don't think we Pittsburgh's. yeah, we have to, I mean, I just don't think Pittsburgh's that good of a team. I'll say it again. I know they beat us, but we played horrible. That was probably one of our worst games of the season. Probably our worst game of the season. Well, yeah. Was and what I think we were around 30th, something like that in the 29th, Ken Palm yeah, we 29th played or 30th, 29th. Yeah. And they were around 90-ish, something 80, like that, It was that, like 88, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so now they're up to 76. We're down to 41. And the funny thing is they haven't played a game since we played them. Oh, really? So, they haven't played a game yeah, in a week, huh? Both. Well, both the games they had were postponed. Oh, okay. They couldn't – and ACC couldn't figure out, you know, a solution to get trying to get a game in there. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens because we played two games since then. Uh I don't know if that helps or hurts us. I want to say it helps. I want to say it helps. Like I said, especially when you, we did, especially we, when you come off of playing those big guys against UNC, you're going to walk into pit. You're going to be pissed off because you probably yeah. thought you should have won the first time. Yeah. And then 
you're like, well, we just went against those guys. You guys yeah. are nothing. Yeah, they're going to look like you know pipsqueaks compared Dol's, to Baycott. Dol's eyes like, Dol's eyes like, I went against Georgetown, lost a tooth, and then went against <laughs> North Carolina, who's got three big guys that are like crazy, just. I mean, big they're great. Just, yeah, they were good. They're 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 good, dude. But they got those two guys. No, the two or three. The one young guy, the true freshman there, he showed some potential, but he just got in foul trouble. Yeah. Um, He's going to be a problem, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's North Carolina and they're bigs all the damn time. All the time. They're a problem. They're always a problem. They're always going to be a problem. That's just how Mm -hmm. Roy Williams is. He's a problem. You know, so anyway, all right. Well, look, we thank all of you for joining us tonight uh, or today, whatever time you may be listening. Also, thank you to Live CBD and Bet Online. Thanks for your fan feedback. We appreciate all of you who participate in the fan feedback so much. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.